Well, greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Bishop Harry Wood with Foundational Faith Ministries. We're so glad to be with you another time. And we just want to ask each and every one of our family that normally listens to come right on in. We're going to do something a little different today. I have the privilege and the honor to have a pastor with me. And his name is Pastor Cole Hornaday from King, North Carolina. And uh, Pastor, I just want you to introduce yourself and uh, speak to the people. And of course, together, we're going to be speaking of some scripture today. And our thought today is how the Lord established our steps. Uh, Pastor, if you'll just greet the people. It's an honor to be here. I'm very uh, to discuss what we are discussing today. Um, I look forward to it. And uh, I'm excited to learn more about God's word, as I hope you are too. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just jump right in here in just a second. But uh, uh, I did want to ask you, uh, Pastor, uh, you are pastoring in King, North Carolina. That's just north of Winston-Salem. And uh, for those that are our family that's overseas, uh, that's probably a little bit easier to remember or to kind of locate uh, on a map if we're saying Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And, and maybe I should say this, that's where all them nasty cigarettes come out of. Uh, RJR. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I just want to ask the pastor if he will uh, tell us what church that he is a, a, a pastor of. Absolutely. I get the uh, amazing privilege and honor to be the assistant pastor um, at Living Waters uh, Family Worship Center, and that is in King, uh, of course. Uh, I have been attending here for, goodness, I think 11 years now, and that is half of my life. <laughs> So um, I, I, I know this church. I love this church. I love to serve alongside of the people of this church. Um, and it is just an amazing opportunity uh, to serve God here in the small town of King, North Carolina. Amen. Amen. And King is a growing metropolis uh, just north of Winston-Salem, as we said. And I've uh, got the honor and privilege to meet uh, Pastor Cole last year, and we're serving here at the church also in some capacity. But one thing that I want to say before we go into the scripture today that what I admire about you, Pastor, is the love for the word. And the times that I've heard you speak to the congregation and speak to others, I have really just been amazed at uh, even the season of your age and the time that you've been in ministry, how that... Uh, you have a love for the word and even expounding the word. So I believe if you're listening today uh, or whatever time you do uh, listen to this uh, particular podcast, I believe you're going to be uh, blessed by the word. Uh, Pastor, would you want to read some of the passage or we can read together or, uh, in, you know, into uh, one verse and then me or however you want to do that? How, how do you feel? Yes, we'll start. Uh, we'll start and, and, and I believe we can... Uh... Uh, discuss each verse okay. uh, at a time. Okay. I believe, it, if I'm not mistaken, we're coming out of Psalms chapter 40. 41 through 4. 1 through 4. So if you've got your Bible or are able to or make a note, if you're having to uh, follow the scriptures at a later time, uh, please uh, note that it is Psalms chapter 40, verses 1 through 4. Absolutely. So starting with verse 1, um, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. And that is such a powerful, voice, power, powerful verse. This is actually one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Um, but I just want to expand on that and talk about that a little bit. Uh, waited patiently. 
obviously. Uh, we have got to wait patiently upon the Lord. Too many times I feel like we try to take things into our own hands and rush. Um, when God is really just wanting us to sit back, relax, and trust that He has got everything in His hands and He is working it out for our good. Um, and then, of course, He inclined to me. He inclined another word that I got from another um, another translation is turn to or lean down. And I think that is so powerful because God, He will come exactly where you're at and meet you exactly where you're at. He will turn to you and lean toward you. And I think that's powerful. I think of a father leaning to his son or his daughter and, and, and being uh, that father figure or being the help or being whatever that they may need. God comes and meets you right where you are at. Uh, and he always hears your cry. Always hears your cry. Um, and he doesn't always answer the prayers immediately. That's part of that's part of waiting patiently. God doesn't always answer our prayers immediately, but he always hears our cry and will ultimately answer in his time. Um, we have got to again, like I said, we've got to refrain from taking things into our own hands uh, or going into another source uh, for help. He is he is our source of help if we trust him. We have got to trust. God and trust in God will um, mean you do have to wait patiently sometimes. I think sometimes waiting, just human nature, is just so hard. And I think sometimes it's instilled in us as children. And as I kind of relate to that, I can uh, kind of relate to the fact of Christmas. Especially as a child, you know, we, we already know something maybe that we're we're hoping for. And we're waiting patiently. We're waiting patiently for Christmas. I know when I was a child, uh, I'll never forget wanting an electric train for Christmas, Cole. And uh, my cousin was in the United States Navy, and he had had leave. And he had uh, had an opportunity to come home. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I heard a noise, and I woke up. Well, whether you believe in Santa Claus or not, um, Santa Claus was in my front room. It was my dad and my cousin, and I heard my electric train, and I heard it when the whistle went off. So I just didn't get up. I just laid there and, and let two grown men enjoy my train for a little while. But but I was anticipating. I was waiting for that time. And so sometimes there is patience. And, and you said something, Pastor, in the word inclined. You know, the Lord always knows even the timing because a lot of times that's what's what, what, what I think is so uh important for us to understand that God doesn't operate in 24-7. God operates in eternity. And with the fact that he operates in eternity, it's in his timing. And it's always going to be appropriate. And that's why I think in the human nature, the waiting, the patiently, it is sometimes difficult. It's difficult. Yes, it is. It is very difficult. I'm not a patient person. If I want it, I want it now. I have trouble for waiting on Amazon packages. Um, but thank God for Amazon, right? Yes. <laughs> but it is so important to keep your faith, trust God, and wait patiently in His time. He knows what's best for us, and we have just got to trust Him with our life. So, if you want to move on to verse two, we can move well, on. Well, let me say this also, and, and I know you touched on it. Another beautiful thing about this first verse that I love is in the inclining or what Christ does, he says he hears our cry. He hears our cry. And, and that's what's wonderful because 
as parents, we hear our children. We hear what they're really are asking us. Absolutely. So verse 2, He also brought me up out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Isn't that great? So I think when what, what, what we are trying, what he is trying to say to us here, what David is speaking to the people here is he brought him up out of the pit. And I think that is our sin. That is our death. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the grave. Uh, and the miry clay, it's sticky. It's wet. It's mud. Yes. We are stuck in it. And we're stuck in our own way. So many of us are stuck in our own ways. And it's hard to break free from our ways. It's hard to come out of the pit. Something we've been used to for so many uh, years or, 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 or even decades, you know, uh, it is hard to get out of our own ways. But we do need to be shown a new way because where God wants to take us, um, we don't have any room. We can't carry what we used to have with us into what we are, where we're going and what we need to be carrying. Uh, Psalms 37 and 23 says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Um, God is trying to lead us and direct us into a new path, into a new way, because He has better for us. The things that we have been praying for, the things that we have been waiting patiently and trusting God for, He is wanting to give that to us. Um, all good and great things come from uh, Him, and, 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 and in order for that, we've got to put some things behind us. We have got to move up out of that grave uh, and begin to walk into the light of Christ. Amen. One of the things as far as uh, with the passage of scripture here, verse two, uh, I was thinking as you were speaking there, pastor, this must have been a moment that David, the writer of this Psalm was just thinking about what God had done to establish his steps to establish his life at times. Uh, without going into any specifics of David's life, but one of the things is that you were talking about the horrible pit. I mean, those are places where, where it looks like it's it, it's end. It's the end. And I thought about the prophet Jeremiah, which would have been years later, how that when he was placed in that pit, if they had not come and got him, he more than likely would have died in that pit, even though that wasn't God's plan for the prophet. But another thing is talking about the miry clay, something that sticks to you. Uh, this, is, this is a thought that crossed my mind, and it's probably coming off of, of just a few days ago. Uh, my grandchildren, several of my grandchildren were at the house. And when my grandchildren get together, cousins, and I'm talking about six or eight of them, I mean, our front door, I might as well just take it off the hinges. I mean, they're running in, they're running out, and there's 16 acres of property around me. And, and you know, we're having to warn them not to go too far into the woods, that kind of thing. Well, later that evening, after the house kind of slows down and everybody's leaving, I realized what a mess that our kitchen floor was. And so I was, I was a nice husband. I swept the floor, and, of course, my wife mopped it. But, but anyway, just the dirt that they had tracked in, the dirt they had tracked in, we well, might say, well, what, what, what is that all about? Well, here's a passage of scripture and reading it. How that even God, whatever our past has been and what we have murked up on our feet, when he gives us and establishes our goings, as the King James says, and I believe you said the new King James, our steps. Listen, it's one thing to clean our shoes up. Amen, that our walk doesn't show what the past was, but he establishes all of our goings where our, where our shoes take us. And so it's not going to be making the tracks, you know. So 
anyway, I, I, I just kind of wanted to relate that, that when God sets our steps and establishes us, man, I mean, he, he don't even let the past be an issue anymore. Amen. Thank God for that. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. A new creation, a new life. Yes. We are completely made new. And that is what is so beautiful about Jesus Christ. He casts our past as far as the east is to the west. And like our pastor said Sunday morning, good luck telling me how far that is. Amen. That, that, is, that is just, that speaks to the goodness of God. Pastor, uh, can I interject something with what you're saying right there before we get too far? It, it, it's somewhere else. One of the things that I thought of when I hear people talking about the Lord uh, taking our sin or our past and our sin as far as the east is from the west, and maybe you've heard this analogy, but I've always related back to this. And I guess it's one reason because I like to, in my study, have a globe of the world. And just think for a moment, if you, no matter where you're living, you may be listening from another country, if you decided to come to the United States and you've got to come east, if you don't stop... If you don't stop in Greensboro and you keep going east, when do you ever go west? You don't. You continue to go in east unless that plane turns around and goes the other way and goes west. So east and west never really meet. But if I leave out of Greensboro, North Carolina and begin to fly north and I go past the North Pole and begin the other side of the globe, I'm going south. They meet. East-west never meets. And that is profound how that even God's word declares how far our sin is. It cannot it can't really be found yes, when it's covered. Yes, sir. And taken. Yes, sir, absolutely. And I want to go back and kind of rewind a little bit that, you know, a lot of people feel like they are in a horrible pit right now. They're stuck in some clay. They've got some things stuck to them. But let me just say this. There's been times in my life where I felt like I was in a horrible pit. Everything feels like it's closing in around me, and it's it. I'm done. I'm about ready to just give up. But let me say, if you will just stand strong and hold on and trust in God's Word, trust in God's timing, he brings you out of those horrible pits into something so much greater. I think of it as growing pains. A lot of times we've got to go yes. through some growing pains before we get to where God wants to take us. And, and you have got to trust in Him and believe in Him. Um, because where He's taking you next, you're going to have to be stronger. This world, you know, you can't be a... You can't be a pushover anymore. You've got to know God's Word. You've got to stand strong and have faith. Um, and all of that comes through trial and testing. Amen. And, 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 and that is something we have to go through. And it sounds harsh, but in reality, God, that is, God is there for us. You know, He said He never said that He would keep us from hard, or tr hard times or trials, but He would always hold our hand through it. And I just think that you know, horrible pits, they, they, they are horrible. Uh, they're rough. And so many times you feel like giving up. But if you can just hold on and stay strong, God will be glorified through it. And, and you will come out of it stronger. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. And God's word is establishing even that thought with us being established. That's right. Even out of this passage of scripture. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Verse 3, he has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. And I actually would like uh, our bishop here, if, if, if you would, I'd like to hear your point of view of that scripture okay. first, if that's okay. Okay. 
Well, <laughs> I'm laughing because I had a thought. Um, Pastor Cole doesn't sing much. And, you know, some people don't publicly sing. I love singing with choirs um, or love to sing. And I'm not one to just get up and sing a, a solo, but I love singing with a choir. And the reason I'm chuckling, but, you know, even if we are not one that per se is a part of the choir or sings in the church or whatever, there's something being said here that I believe that the establishment of the joy of the Lord and knowing where he has brought us from will be that that I believe within a believer's spirit that, that, that it's like a song. And, and, and I may be putting pastor on the, on the spot here, but I'm sure there's sometime a song comes in his heart. And he finds himself, uh, at least with the radio or Christian radio or Christian song, he's singing along with it. Because at that moment, what's taking place is that relationship that he has with the Lord. And it's a type of, and a moment of worship that's taking place. <clears throat> Excuse me. The psalmist here, David says, he hath put a new song in my mouth and even praise unto our God. See, singing is a method of worshiping God. And really the statement that's been said, music is a universal language. I believe that. No matter what the genre, no matter what, what style of music it is or what the message, it, it, it is. It's, it's a universal language. But there again, when we bring it back into the realms of knowing that God actually, I believe he actually is the creator of music. Uh, and, and, and I could step over into something that I won't, even in the creation, well, I'll say this much, of, of uh, not Satan, but Lucifer. He was the praise worship leader. He could not move. He could not twinkle uh, an eye without making uh, uh, music that would actually exalt God in the kingdom before he was cast down and out. So <clears throat> I believe that singing or, or that that comes out of our mouth and even uh, we find David on the hillside, if we could find the, the opportunity, if it was available, I know we've got the Psalms that David wrote uh, and these are a lot of these are songs. And I know I'm bringing something secular in and, and normally I don't do this, but uh, there again, I, I, I listen to gospel music in different genres, and that's what I stay with because I want to stay in an atmosphere of worship. Right, right. But if there's one person that I could, I could uh, have the opportunity to find out more about what's in his vault. I've never been one to subscribe or to listen to his music. I only know one song off the top of my head as far as the name of it, and it was called Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. And Prince, they, they have stated since he has passed away that there is stuff that has never been published, things that people know nothing about. And matter of fact, I was even surprised, uh, Pastor, that he had wrote for others and we never knew that he was the writer of those songs. Wow. You know, I believe even country and Western yeah. and, and different things. So I think it would be very interesting if we really just knew some of the things that are there in that vault. And I said all that to say this, if we will, if we will allow God to establish us in a way that we just let the joy of the Lord flow out of us, there's times I find myself just singing. It's not in the red back hymnal. 
It's not, and, and that's, that's a cliche here in America, uh, of the Redback Hymnal that's printed through one of our uh, Church of God uh, publishing houses, and a lot of churches use those hymnals. But there again, uh, just where things begin to flow out of me in the spirit, and I just start singing. You, and somebody's saying right now, you sing in the shower? No, I sing driving down the road. Mm -hmm. Amen. And new songs come up, and it begins to bring, I believe what David is saying here, even praise unto our God. And and and, and the fact that we're talking to uh, others that are in our foundational family from other countries, Germany, and I'm going to miss somebody, Canada, um, Kenya, um, see, I told you, Russia, uh, several nations that, that we know we've got listeners. One thing we've got in common right now, if we can make connection right now and be live with everyone that is, that, that's listening to this podcast right now or down the, down the, down the, uh, the avenue of time, if we all begin to sing, no matter what the, the tune would be, hallelujah. That's right. Every one of us would be singing the same thing. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, because it's, a, it's an international yes, word. So that says something in reference to God. And I know I'm going a little long here. Let me, let me uh, sum this up. Yes, um, I believe that when we have the joy of the Lord, others are going to see it. It says many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. So if we see the joy and, and the song, and, and matter of fact, most of us can relate. If we hear somebody whistling, it catches our attention. Hmm, yeah. yeah. Or we yeah. hear somebody singing, it catches our attention, yeah. even if they're bad. Yeah. I mean, out of tune, man. Yeah. But, but still, it catches our attention. And I think there's something to be said there. It says, many shall see it and fear. What that means is that it's going to bring a reverence, especially when it's worship to God. It's going to be, bring a reverence. And it also can be an invitation for those individuals to trust God. Trust God for salvation. Trust God for healing. Trust God in whatever aspect that's going on in their life when they hear the word of God being manifested even through a song. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Wow. I didn't, I, know we, I didn't know we was going to go down this path. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, worship is a weapon, and it is so true what Bishop said. I am not musically gifted. Um, I do not sing in front of people. Uh, my wife, if she's lucky, will get to hear me sing. <laughs> oh, yes. And she's a marvelous singer. Oh, man. She is. If I had an ounce of her talent, I would never shut up. But, no, uh, in all honesty, I remember, um, you know, still to this day, there is times, you know, that you just need to go out for a car ride. Everybody just needs a good car ride every once in a while. Um, and, 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 and lucky enough, we have, um, you know, Pretty good roads here in our area, back roads, curvy roads, uh, and they're just good for nighttime rides. But where I'm going with this is the most, some of the most powerful experiences I've ever had uh, have been by myself in a car just worshiping God. I turn the music up so loud and turn it on a song that I can sing along to and just worship God. And I'm telling you, you just feel the Holy Spirit. You feel Him come in and rest there and sit there with you. And it is just it's so powerful. I said worship is a weapon. It truly is. Worship is a weapon, and we yes, all need to know how to worship. You don't have to sing. You don't have to play. Anybody and everybody can worship. Um, and so if you look at if you look at Job, Job in the Bible, um, 
the first thing the enemy took from Job was his cattle. Uh, what does that mean? Well, Job's way of worship was his cattle. And the enemy, uh, if he can get your worship, uh, he's got you. He, he, he's got you. That is a huge blow to ourselves and, uh, in, in spiritual warfare. Do not let the enemy take your worship. Yes. Um, I know it's hard. It is so hard sometimes to sing. It is so hard sometimes to read your Bible or to pray. It is hard. I don't care who you are. Um, but if you will just worship anyways, if you will worship anyways, you've got something to worship for whether you believe it or not. If you are alive and breathing, you have something to worship for. Don't let the enemy steal your worship. Praise God. Worship Him. Um, in everything, everything that you do, set Him first. When you wake up in the morning, before you go to sleep at night, worship God because He is worthy to be praised. And that is so important. You have a new life. You, ha you have a new life in Him. Uh, you've been delivered from the grave. You've been delivered yes. from death. You, you, you're going to a, you, you are going somewhere eternally, uh, whether you believe it or not. You will spend eternity somewhere. Uh, and those of you... Uh, that accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, you'll spend eternity in heaven worshiping, worshiping with the people that have gone before you, with Jesus, uh, and that is something to worship for. That is something to remember when time gets hard, times get hard. Um, remember what God has brought you from, uh, and remember where you are going, um, and you just got to worship anyways. Worship anyways. Amen. Amen. You know, Pastor, I think with some of the things that you just said, emphasizing the necessity and importance of realizing that there's an eternal destiny for each one of us, also the fact that uh, with that, uh, you're, you're speaking about, in, in reference of people, trusting God, just putting your trust in God. And even verse 4 uh brings up the fact, blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. And really that's what it's all about, right. is trusting the Lord. That's right. And I want to go back for just a second with that. A lot of times, even as believers, we need to set the atmosphere. That's right. Or move in the, in the way to set the atmosphere. Because in setting the atmosphere, it will give us the opportunity to not only worship the Lord, but we find ourselves just being motivated to move over into faith, to trust God, no matter what's going on. And, and I know the timing of this podcast is, is, is that of what has gripped the world. Mm -hmm. And we could say the world. We're not talking about just the United States, but the world, Absolutely. the pandemic uh, of that of COVID-19. And here we are. Uh, a little ways out now, uh, almost a, a year from, from some of the things that began to take place last year. But there again, I found myself one day uh, just just kind of stressed out about things, man. What was going on in the world and, 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 and things around me? And, and just listening to the news, yes. I finally looked at my wife and I said, for the next, I think it was five or six days. I said, no news. We're not listening to no news. I said, we're going to get up every day. I said, we're going to take communion and we're going to listen to praise and worship through the day. I'm going to tell you what, I thought I was in heaven by Friday. Yes, sir. I'll tell you just the peace of God set Absolutely. the atmosphere. Yep. And I began to feel the presence of God in such a way that, that I knew that I was in tune and trusting him. Yep. Not what I heard 
on the news or not what the government said can or cannot happen, you know. Uh, so we need that as believers. But there again, the other side of this is that, first of all, if you want to even be blessed, you need to come into acknowledgement that he that trusts the Lord is blessed. That's right. And we're giving you an invitation today to just trust the Lord. Uh, first of all, that he is your savior. He is your savior. Uh, today, there may be somebody that's listening to this uh, time of podcasting and you're sick in your body. You need to trust God. You say, well, pastor, it's easy for you to say that. You know what? I agree with you. It's easy to make those kind of statements. But when we're really truly trusting God and we realize that his word is establishing our path, he's establishing our goings, and he's our fortress. And no matter how deep the pit may be, no matter how much mire uh, it, it may seem that we're in, it may be like quicksand, we're sinking and, and, and we're holding on as long as we can. But listen, every one of us have got, we've got our stories and a story can be a testimony. And I know there was a time in my life, I just had to trust God. And I did, I said, God, you got this, you're Jehovah Rapha. And, and that's a whole other study, the names of God. But just even knowing how to call on God and, and who he is and his characteristic. He's Jehovah Shalom today. He's our peace. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer today. And I just find the times that I just call out, Jehovah Rapha, you're my healer today. I thank you for that. Amen. I praise you for that. And Amen. I just begin to give him glory. But I believe today is, as we have, have shared some things, and, and I want to give Pastor some more time here of whatever he's got on his heart, but it says, bless it. That means that, that right there, God is speaking to us and saying, hey, I got something I want to pour on you. I want to give you. It is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Pastor. Amen. And I would just like to say this verse, this passage of scripture, you can take this and implement it into any, wherever you have. <coughs> In your walk, in, in in your walk of life, in your walk with Christ, wherever you are at, you can take this and implement it to your life. Whether you are, are 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 saved or not saved, if you have just come into salvation, if you have just come into a relationship with God, or if you've been walking with God for 30, 40 years, wherever you are at, you can implement this to your life. And I believe God does not. If you'll notice, He doesn't put a cap on this passage yes. of Scripture. Um, it is for anything and everything, whatever you're waiting on, whatever you are seeking, whatever you are, if you're going through a horrible pit right now, um, if you are, are struggling in faith, if you are lacking trust, uh, this right here, uh, verse four goes on to say that blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as turn aside to lies. This right here, what I, what that is saying to you is, you can trust God. It is absolutely Amen. 110%. You can trust God. He has got the whole world in His hands. He knows what He is doing. Nothing ever takes Him by surprise. Nothing will ever take Him by surprise. Uh, trust placed in anything other than Jesus and Him crucified is a lie. And, and, and so, so basically the things of this world, they're here today, gone tomorrow. But Jesus Christ remains forever. Um, this scripture is so powerful, and I'm so thankful for that we got to share uh, this with you today. Uh, Bishop texted me last night, and uh, you know, 
uh, asked me if I had any ideas, and this scripture has been on my heart. Um, just because I believe that it reaches so many people. It's meant for everybody, all aspects, all walks of life. This scripture is truly for those uh, who need God and need His Word. Amen. Amen. I know Pastor Shady was going to just look at the verses 1 through 4, but I, my eyes just looked down to verse number 5. And, you know, I really believe that we've come to a place that when we see verse number 5 and we can implement it, many, O oh Lord, my God, and the word there, Lord, is Jehovah. Many, O oh Jehovah, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. He's already done them. That's right. It's just us trusting him. That's right. Us walking the path. That's right. Amen. That's right. Our feet have been established. Our steps have been ordered by the Lord. And thy thoughts which are toward us, or to us, usward. Isn't it wonderful just to think the Lord has thoughts? Jeremiah talks about that. Jeremiah 29. The Lord has plans. He has thoughts toward us. And they're good thoughts. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. And I've heard this before we close uh, Pastor, I've heard this, that when Jesus was on the cross, I believe there's an old uh, Southern gospel, as we call it here in, in America, Southern gospel song, uh, while he was on the cross, he had me on his mind. And you know, before the foundation of the world, God had us on his mind. That's right. And before the foundation of the world, he had already chosen, desired, and or, or designed for Jesus to come right. into this world and to take flesh like me and you. Amen. This, this is the way I like to say it, Pastor. The Son of God became the Son of Man that the sons of men could become the sons of God. Amen. Isn't that powerful? That is good. That's great. That is good right there. And that establishes our steps. That's good right there. That establishes our steps. That's good. When we, the sons of God, or the sons of men, can become the sons of God. That's right. And I'd just like to say one more thing. I'm sorry. One oh, more you thing. go right ahead. Your, uh, and your thoughts toward us. I love <laughs> what Bishop was just saying. Um, and we talked about it this 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 past Saturday, this past Wednesday in our Bible study. Um, oh yes. We're not just a number to God. Yes. We're not just a herd. We're not just a, a a a group thrown over here in King, North Carolina, or on any part of this world, Kenya, Germany, Russia, wherever you may be. God knows you. He knows exactly who you are, and He desires a, sh a relationship with a you as an individual. He cares about you. He loves you, and 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 he wants to just he wants to have a relationship with you. And I just think that is so powerful to this world, to this government, to other people. We are just a number, but to God, He knows us by name. He knows us by name. Amen. Well, Pastor, why don't you lead us in some prayer? And you may want to pray for those that are listening, and uh, just however the Lord leads you to pray into their behalf. Yes, sir. Father God, we come to you in your mighty name and just thank you for this opportunity to come together and discuss your word, God. I thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. And right now, God, I pray that you will bless this word, that you will bless it to go out, Father God, and bridge gaps, Father God, that you will fill empty hearts, God, that you will put this in the minds of your people, God, and that they may use it as they go forward in life, Father God. I pray for every single body, under the, every single person under the uh, sound of our voice, Father. I yes, pray, God, Jesus. that if they are not saved, that you will, God, show them, Father God, that they will be convicted, that they will make the right decision before it's too late, Father God. I pray that those, whoever, where they, wherever they are in their walk of life, God, 
I pray for them, Father God. I pray that you'll give them strength, Father God, that you'll give them grace and mercy, God, that you will just be with them, God, comfort them, lead them, guide them, and direct them, Father God. I pray for all of those, God, that may have a need, Father God. You know, God. You know them by name. You know exactly what they're going through, and I just pray that you'll be the comforter that you are, God. And I just thank you for this time here with our bishop, Father, with, with, with the word. I thank you for all that you're doing, God. And I just thank you for this podcast. I pray that this podcast will reach many ears, Father God. That this podcast will bring life to those, Father God. It will bring a word to those that need it, God. And, 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 and I'm praying for a good report. I am praying for a good report. And God, all this, all this is done in your glory and in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Pastor, I believe that uh, there's been those that have prayed with us. Amen. As they've heard this podcast. And with that thought in mind, those that have been listening with our family, we just want to encourage you to contact us. And uh, as we always do, we give our email address out. There's two email addresses that you can use. One or the other, Pastor Harry. 8700 at yahoo.com or also Foundational Faith Ministries has an email address now and that's Foundational Faith Ministries 2020 at gmail.com I just want to encourage you to uh, share this podcast with somebody else share our library and uh, anytime that you want to take any of the podcast and share them with a group they can be beneficial or helpful. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let us know uh, if you have any prayer requests or any needs. And uh, we are going to be moving in the next uh, uh, few weeks, hopefully, to uh, implement uh, something we had mentioned last year uh, from the pulpit. We'll be uh, airing some messages that we have preached over the last uh, 30 years that we have on cassette tapes, if we can get them to do what we want them to do and sound the quality. So we'll be doing some of that. And also, if this has been a blessing today, I'd like to hear from some to let us know that you like this format where uh, someone comes in uh, to the study with us and we just uh, share some scripture. If you like this, please let us know because I would love to do this again, even with Pastor Cole, if you if you if you will, Amen. Absolutely. And even uh, our bishop and some others. Uh, but there again, if we can be of any assistance or help. And again, Pastor, I want to thank you for your time thank today. You. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank and you. Yes, sir. You. And I do want to say one other thing before uh, I, I give uh, Pastor an opportunity to say anything else he may. If you've heard anything in the background today, we've tried to get as far away uh, from everything, but there we're at the church today. Instead of doing this where I normally do in my little study office uh, studio, and there has been some renovation going on, and we didn't know they were going to do that. They're doing some painting, and I, I even heard a hammer one time, so we apologize. I just want to let you know we're okay, we're safe. But there, there was some little bit of noise in the background, and we do apologize for that. Pastor, do you have anything you'd like to say? Not much, except for the fact that it was an honor. It was a privilege. I enjoyed this thoroughly, and I look forward to being back with okay. our bishop here. Yes, sir. Uh, I, 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 I'm excited about this, and I just wanted to say, uh, don't take this for granted. Um, God's Word is the bread of life. And, 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 and it is an incredible privilege that we get to discuss the Word and, 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 and bring it before everybody out there that may be listening to us. 
Amen. Amen. Well, until the next time, this is Bishop Harry Wood with Foundational Faith Ministries. God bless you. Today's podcast has come to you live from that of Living Waters Family Center Church of God, King, North Carolina. We'd like to give a cordial invitation for all of our listeners to tune in to Living Waters in King, North Carolina on Facebook. You can view all of their services on Facebook. That is Living Waters Family Center Church of God, King, North Carolina. Tune in and be blessed with Bishop Kenneth Ayers, our pastor. Thank you.